Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Heard's podcast. I think this is episode three now, or three or four, four I think. <laughs> um, so today I wanted to talk about why we should talk strengths and not weaknesses. For a long time I thought of my neurodivergent diagnosis, not so much in my terms of my dyslexia, but in terms of my autism as a huge disadvantage. As something to be ashamed of, something that I didn't really understand, but all I saw was its deficits and not its benefits. And I remember it really clearly. It was about the 19th of October 2019. It was around half term when my report came. And I was really not well mentally at the time um, for a variety of reasons. Some medical, we'd mess with my meds and I, my antidepressants and I really wasn't well. And this report came. And for some of you who may have heard me speak before, I have called this report in in my past as the character assassination that's like 28 pages long. And that was a really hard pill to swallow because I could just barely keep my head above water. I was at college, I was studying an access to higher education diploma in biosciences. And I was sat on my bed, the dogs were downstairs and there was this report in my hands. And I hereby diagnose you with, hits the diagnostic criteria of, and I remember feeling so ashamed and so upset and heartbroken because in a way when I first went to get the diagnosis it was like <laughs> they're, they're, they're wrong I, I'm fine I'm just a stroppy teenage girl yeah I was a stroppy teenage girl with autism and post-traumatic stress disorder um all the time I used to say to my mum like you've got it easy with me like I don't go out drinking every night and I don't this and I don't that. And then I'm like, yeah, I was mentally ill and undiagnosed autistic and used to work ridiculous hours and didn't get out of bed when I wasn't at work because I was so mentally ill. And I feel like I needed to eat my words a little bit. <laughs> but I remember getting the report and it was diagnosis of Asperger's, which we don't use as a diagnostic term anymore. We don't use functioning labels as much. So I was on the autism spectrum and then underneath it said you also hit the criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder and that hit me, that hit me really hard. I remember thinking like it's fine like some serious stuff's happened in recent years but I'm okay, I'm depressed, yeah but that's the chemical imbalance, I'm fine. And at that, at that stage, the only thing I thought was mentally wrong with me was that there was a chemical imbalance and a hormonal imbalance that was making me feel so rotten. It was part of the problem, but it wasn't the full picture. And I remember reading this report. And it, it goes into like, yeah, she did make eye contact for like nearly the two and a bit hours of assessment. And she came in something that was evidently really comforting to her because she had a face in it. And it was my mum's scarf because I'd taken it because it smelled like my mum and I find my mum's smell comforting. And I remember thinking about it and with like my dyslexia report as well, I remember reading it and just going, oh, whatever, it's just a piece of paper. But reading it, if you read it in detail, it can be quite disheartening. Some of it, it does talk about how you personally cope and how you manage in despite. But often first it states things like, you have poor short-term memory. I could have told you that. <laughs> Give me three things to do and you're lucky if I do the first. I'll probably do the first one. Second one, 50-50. Third one, not a chance. Write me a list. Write it down for me. I'm more likely to get it done. And all the other things that mine have come with over the years. 
oh sorry <laughs> long university day um slow reading speed mine is now nearly getting to average nearly um and that's through coping strategies like my glasses and time and practice and being aware of what my dyslexia does to when I'm trying to read difficulties with executive dysfunction and that could be a podcast all on its own the lack of understanding of jokes not being able to read human emotion not understanding what people say because you take everything so literally and I could carry on and this is soul destroying you get this document and it causes more mental health problems than I think people realize and it's really hard to manage sometimes because I remember reading it and just falling apart and I was already really ill and i all I can think of is that all I wanted in that moment was two things really my mum was away so all I wanted was my mum to hold me while I cried and two is I wanted to someone to tell me that I wasn't as bad as all that I wanted someone to tell me that I despite all this I was still a capable human being as I was fighting every urge every day when I was going to college I was going to college three days a week at this point and it was a battle to get out of bed and I mean a severe battle and then to stay focused because I was dissociating and I understand that now and the battle just to keep going and I just wanted someone to say you're you're doing okay you're managing you're not you you're not but I wasn't I wasn't managing at that time and for me my diagnosis came when I needed mental health support more than ever and as the mental health support came, so did the diagnosis. The diagnosis led to me getting the mental health support that I needed urgently at that point. Um, and I really wish we could talk about strengths a little bit more. Because if I think if I got a page or two or some information about the positive aspects of autism, when I was going through that, it might have made the world of difference to me. And I mean that, I I really mean that from the bottom of my heart because I fight day in, day out the stereotypes of you can't be autistic because you've not got a Y chromosome. That's a current bugbear of mine that I'm battling. And part of me wanted someone to say, but look at everything that you've done that's amazing. So let's talk about that. Why Why don't we? Or why should we? We should. It would make such a difference and imagine when a parent gets a report saying by the way your child's on the autism spectrum and yes that has its challenges but look at all the stuff that it means they're really good at so for me I kind of made up a little bit of a list of things that I've come to acknowledge and accept three and a bit years post-diagnosis that made me think do you know what it's not that bad And the top of the list was, it makes me hella resilient. There is not much that you can say to me that I either haven't said to myself or someone hasn't said to me before. Um, I've managed 18 years without being diagnosed. That's one hell of an acting job, I'll tell you now. Like, masking, it's great, but it's goddamn exhausting. I'm able to hyper-focus on something so hard you can't get my attention away from it unless you'll literally slap me in the face. Blue Sky's thinking, I can think completely outside of the box to the point that it's so far outside the box, it's not even within the vicinity. 
I am uber organised most of the time. My life at the moment with everything with uni is not. But I do keep things organised as much as... My, for me, organised and mental health are kind of together. And if my head's struggling a bit, my organisation goes down. And if my head's okay, and one of the ways I bring my head back up is by organising myself. And among others, but we always hear about the drawbacks. So what about if when we're looking at diagnosing an individual with dyslexia and what if we try to support them in the things that they do extremely well? Like they can problem solve in ways that you may never understand, simplify things to beyond ridiculous level and then everyone goes, oh, I didn't think of it like that. What if we showed these kids who are getting these diagnoses the idols that people look up to that happen to have that condition? Richard Branson, probably one of the most famous dyslexic people in the world, probably one of the most successful dyslexic people in the world. And there was someone else on the Diary of a CEO podcast, and I forget his name, who made millions because he had to have everything as simple and as black and white as possible due to his dyslexia. Then what if we talked about autism? You've got, um, what's his name? Elon Musk. See, I'm not very good at names. It's part of my thing. I'm just not good at them. Elon Musk and various others. And then you've got music artists with ADHD and all these other things. Let's stop showing people everything that's holding them back because I guarantee you they already know these things they may not call them what you do they may not call them executive dysfunction they may not call them memory problems they may not call it social skills but what if we proved to them and gave them opportunities to succeed what if the education system that I already know is on its knees and I don't think this is an overnight fix. What if we were teaching kids in a way that interested them? So I know for a lot of my childhood, I really struggled in the education system. And I was very, very fortunate, and I understand that, that I went to a relatively small school. Um, I think there was about 40 of us in the year, if that. And the largest class that I had, I think, was 15 or 16 people. Now, I fully acknowledge that if I'd been in a state school, I wouldn't have coped very well. But, and that kind of rigid learning routine that's set out is, you will be here at 8.30am maximum, you will be registered by quarter to nine, you'll be in assembly by 9am, you'll be out of assembly by ten past nine, then you'll go to lesson one, then you'll go to lesson two, then you'll have a 15 minute break, then you'll go into lesson three, lesson four, then you'll have an hour and five minutes for lunch always annoyed me why can't it just be a flat hour and then you can go into period five and period six and at 3 45 you can go home to go and do another three hours of homework and that was a routine that I had from being just turned 11 to six seven weeks before my 16th birthday and I thought that was real and I thought oh I can't I can't do education because this this isn't me. I can teach myself to pass the exams. And part of the work that I do now with Be Heard is to support young people into understanding that these are exams and they're not the end of the world, but there are ways you can learn to manage them. 
and I just I threw my hand out the car I was like I, I can't do this anymore and I didn't know I was autistic then and then I, <laughs> a lot of other things would have made sense I never managed to maintain friends at school I never managed to do a lot of the things that everyone else seemed to do with ease but then I'm in a different education sector system difference now and I'm all for you've got to learn your English and maths I, I hated English at school hated 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 with a capital h and i know that's a strong word but i don't care i really hated it how i got an a and a b equivalent i do not know a lot of hard work that's for sure i'm now in an education system at university where you choose what you want to learn you choose a university of choice and hope you get in then you choose the degree of choice then you choose the modules of your choice so like this this year, for example, I'm taking nine modules total, averaging up to 100, 160, 180 credits, something like that. And I went, there was two criteria for me when I was picking my modules last, about Easter time last year. One, it must not have group work because although I can work in groups, I can do it, it it's extremely draining for me. And also the people in my year aren't really the greatest um, and quite a lot of the international students especially don't understand disability and assistance dogs and it's just it's just a stressor that I don't need in my life and then it went off anything that was 100% graded on exam went out the window straight away didn't care not just no and then I was left with x amount of modules that I could choose from and then I went down highest percentage coursework because I do really quite well in coursework and then I went down and that's how I narrowed down my choices. I could choose assessment criteria and I could choose modules that either piqued my interest or were assessed in an appropriate way for me. What if we stopped pressuring kids into these exams that cause so much stress and so many mental health problems and taught them and assess them in ways that show off their advantages, whether they're neurodivergent or not? Sorry, I've kind of gone off onto a little bit of ramp, but I think it sounds good. So we'll we'll carry on. We could be assessing kids in ways that are healthier. In like continuous assessment, I think is far more manageable than one day in the summer where if you're not feeling a hundred percent or the paper's not good or this that, and the other and your whole you feel like your whole chances have gone. I left school at fifteen because my, because of where my birthday sits in the summer. And I had spent the two and a bit years running up to that from when we started GCSE science in year nine to year 11, studying for 18 hours a weekend near his damn it. And it's not healthy and I don't recommend it. I know I kind of understand me and see my autism traits on that and go, I wouldn't do that now. I am all for the education system and I'm a strong believer you need a solid foundation in English and maths and without my GCSEs that I worked goddamn hard for I wouldn't have had the fallback position when my childhood dream fell through and I couldn't do it anymore for mental and physical reasons that I I had something to fall back on but it gave me the skill set to do something and all the way through all the way through the education system I was penalised I had an English teacher scream in my face that I was going to be a failure and my my autistic brain now understands like she said that because it wasn't aimed at you she was having a bad day and I try and rationalise it like that 
but that, my mum will swear to this, I brought it up every day for 18 months because it took so much out of me to get over what she said when I was working so hard. Let's assess kids and support young people and give them the tools and show them what they're amazing at. Let's not just show them what what their deficits are. They're still a human being, whether they've got a diagnosis or not. They may just struggle in the classroom, but the classroom isn't the end of the world. So yeah, so those are my kind of points, is that I just want people to be aware that just because your report says X, Y, Z and you struggle with Alpha, Beta, Zeta, it's not the end of the world. It happens. You're not the only one. There's support groups online that will tell you the exact same thing. But you are who you are, with diagnosis or not. Whether you have the diagnosis or not, you're still having the problems. They've just got a name now. Let's assess kids in a way that suits them. Let's give people a diagnosis with the appropriate support and the and the skills to say, look, this is what you're good at. Play to your strengths. Run with it. Amazing things would happen. So yeah, I hope you guys have a good weekend and my little rant didn't bother you too much. But I really want you to try and see the positives in every situation. And I am the one to say that I haven't always seen the positives and I've had a fixed mindset and I've gone down some very dark roads in my mind. But it does get better. And if you're in school right now and you're listening to this, school doesn't last forever. The education and the way you're taught in school doesn't suit everybody. But take it one day at a time. You'll get there. One way or another, you will get there. Take it from someone who thought she was going to fail everything and got five Bs and three As. It doesn't last forever. And one day, you'll be able to choose exactly what you want to study or exactly what you want to do for a living. And this short-term thing of being a high school teenage hormonal mess while not fully understanding the world around you will be over and you'll be able to move on and go thanks thanks for showing me resilience thank you thank you for showing me quite how strong I really am and roll with it it may be difficult but you will learn something and yeah so I'm gonna leave it there but I hope you guys have a good week and I will speak to you again soon bye